was obsessed with Ninja Turtles. They were so unbelievably huge when I was growing up. Peek under the shell. Without a doubt, Turtles affected my life. At the indie comic. It pretty much took over the world. That became a global franchise phenomenon. We were going to drop out of school and become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Party! It was my life. The true story. It's a story of two guys that had a dream to write, draw, tell all comic stories. Of how turtle power. Disney thought it was ridiculous. Took over the world. It was selling more than the Avengers in this store. Less than three years after the first Turtle comic, it was really something special. The ratings were great. The movie broke records. And the Turtle figures sold out. This is my dream come true. Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Available from Paramount. Cowabunga, dudes and doodats, and welcome to a special episode of Turtle Flakes Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Josh Otello. Hey, Josh. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Doing good, man. I'm doing really good because we got a special guest today. We do. Who's our special guest? Uh, it's Isaac Elliott Fisher from Turtle Power, man. Turtle Power! <laughs> That should be our theme song. Only if you could have sang the theme song for us. <laughs> I agree. So, Isaac, man, it is so awesome to have you here on the show. For those of you who might not know, there's an upcoming TMNT documentary coming out. Uh, it's called Turtle Power, and it, the trailer was just released a couple of days ago, and it looks amazing. So, so Isaac, if you wouldn't care, t- tell us all about Turtle Power. You know, what is it all about? Oh, man. <laughs> it's... Uh... It's a it's a beast. It's a it's a big uh, it's a big film. Um, we're a small group of about three Canadian filmmakers, and we've got you know a few a few friends and family that, that tag along and help out when they can. But uh, yeah, about five and a half years ago, we set out on on this incredible journey to try to tell at least the most complete complete in the terms of like you know. These, this is the, the, the most definitive story uh, that we possibly could tell about the history of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. So, so it's a pretty awesome uh, film, and it's a feature-length doc that's going to come out under Paramount in, uh, in August, in, in August fall. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and why, I'm just kind of curious, why the Ninja Turtles? I mean, I, now I went to your website, and what, what's the address to your website real quick, Isaac? Um, well, there is a we, have a, we have an existing website that's been up for a long time called turtledoc.com, T-U-R-T-L-E-D-O-C.com. But the, probably the best place for, for information now is, is the actual Turtle Power Facebook page. Uh, which is the uh, it's it's more the official Paramount Facebook page. So. Is that is that T U R T L E power? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the song. Yeah, yeah, like it goes with the song. Yeah, like, yeah. On the half show. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know how to spell turtle. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, and, yeah. and I was just reading from your website. Uh, it's really kind of cool. It's written like a story, you know, the whole premise of you guys finally deciding to do this and everything. So you were the, the one who first suggested this way back in 2008. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I, I work as a, primarily as a, as a freelance cinematographer in, in film and television. And back in 2008, um, a couple of buddies of mine from my hometown – uh, who are also filmmakers in their own, in their own right. Um, we had worked on a few different projects together. Uh, we were kind of working up towards doing something, you know, a little bit more serious. And I have been, I mean, I was born perfect time for, for you know, turtle age, prime turtle age. And uh, <laughs> these guys were a little bit older than I was, so they weren't necessarily, they kind of missed the bracket. They were kind of too old for the, for the toys. And they have kids that were kind of too young for the toys. So the... Um, I kind of came to them with this idea that I had been percolating in my mind for quite some time. I'd been known to do kind of passion projects that were like documentaries on something that I was super interested in. Like I did this one on uh, Toyota Land Cruisers when I was like 19 and went all over North America about these Toyota vehicles. And and, uh, so I had come to them and said, look, I'd love to do another one of these things. Would you be interested? And, And like you read in that story, uh, Randall, who's the the, the realist, pragmatic uh, uh, <laughs> writer director of the of the group, uh, was immediately like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> too and, complicated." And the and the uh, and the other guy is like, he's a super optimist. Uh, Mark is the post guy. Is just like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome." <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, I was a, you know I was a super fan, like I said, and I was actually I was actually kind of like part when prior to this, when I was like partway through uh, film school, I I kind of got into the turtles again and started wanting to know more about their history. And I couldn't really find a lot. Like I couldn't really find a, a whole lot other than like, you know, Kevin Easton had an Arto biography book and a few other little things like that. But there really wasn't anything that really, you know, sat down and told the story of how these kind of, uh, the whole franchise came to be because it's a really cool story. And as soon as we started digging into it, you know, it surprised us how, how amazing of a story it really was. Um, so I, I kind of said to these guys, you know, it'd be really cool to see a doc like this and it'd be even cooler to do one ourselves. Like if we could even work on one and we just sort of set out, you know, trying to do that. Yeah. You know, you're definitely right. That that's never been done before with the Ninja Turtles. And it's funny that you mentioned you kind of got out of the turtles. I was very, very similar. Uh, I was into the turtles till probably around the mid to late nineties. Then I just kind of got out of them as I got a job and everything. And, and then it seemed like right around 2004, 2005, something like that, uh, I started getting back into them. And, you know, the, my passion was there, and it, and it just seemed like I would kind of research some stuff as well and just not find a whole lot about, you know, the writers and everything like that. So it's just so exciting to see something like this finally come to fruition. So Yeah, like like I say, it, it's sort of funny. For me, it was definitely the 2007 CG movie. Um, I'm a, an yeah. avid co- yep. collector of stuff anyway, and I was collecting a lot of film related toys that had, you know, some were left over from my childhood, but I was like, you know, filling my dorm room in college with, you know, <laughs> Terminator and aliens and, 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 you know, predators and, nice. you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and then I was like, you know what, I need to, I need to focus on one thing. And, and, uh, and I went and saw that movie with my girlfriend at the time who was then became my wife and not, you know, not subsequently right after that, but later. Getting married. No, here we go. Um, now, anyway, uh, too much information. Uh, so, okay, we, uh, I kind of was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to dig into this. And 
and there, there was a little bit out there, you know, on, on the blogs and stuff. I mean, I, that's where I started to kind of connect with the fan community would be on stuff like the Technodrome and, uh, yeah. and those, those fan forums and stuff like that, that you could start to, to kind of, you know, through, you know, some digging kind of find, Oh, well, okay. There's these two guys. And, and okay, I've got to, I've got to shamefully admit here, you know, this is the, you know, uh, something that I'm not super proud of, but I mean, I didn't know the comic books prior to my college years. I didn't, like, I grew up with the toys and the cartoon and the movies, and I didn't, I think I probably saw them. You know, I probably, like many kids of that era, saw, like, the cover of the NES game and went, why are they all red? Like, this must be a mistake. <laughs> yep, yep. I was Nintendo. the same way. Yeah. yeah, you know, totally, totally missed the bus. But I guess that's okay because I was also, you know, Five in, in the in the late '80s, early '90s, so I wasn't really watching for black and white underground comics. So, <laughs> so you know, as shameful as that might be to admit as any turtle fan, uh, but at the same time, it was like fair enough, you know. No, not not at all. I was the same exact way. I I didn't know about. I remember the cartoon series obviously got me into the turtles. Uh, and then the toys, and then I remember an Archie comic, and I was just like, oh, okay, it must be a spinoff of the show. But then yeah. it wasn't until years, years, and years later that I finally realized, oh, wow, this is based on a like an indie comic from the early 80s. I said, what? Then that kind of opened yeah. up the whole new world for me. And it's Absolutely. just been, oh, yeah. it's been so fun ever since. And I think that that's actually, it's an exciting thing, even as a side with the doc now, is I, I really hope that, you know, I think we all hope that, but that that's actually an avenue that can be open for a lot of people. Like right. Now that, that, this, that this film is thankfully going to be able to be viewed on such a, a wide stage, a large stage, that, that a lot of people like us who grew up with it, who, you know, maybe don't realize that, that Kevin, and, there's these guys named Kevin and Peter and, and this company called Mirage and, and stuff like that. So, you know, like you say, it's like it opens up this world in, in retrospect that you can go back. And now with the IDW reprints and everything, they're relatively accessible. So, you know, you can go back and, and really enjoy that again from a different perspective. So it's super, super exciting to be part of it. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, kind of going back a little bit, you know, what got you in the Turtles in the first place? Was it the cartoon or? Well, um, I was a funny kid. I, I didn't have TV a lot. Um, we kind of, we had it in the winter and, and trying to shut it off for the summer. And I think um, if I was going to pinpoint like a moment in time, I think it was probably like summer of 1990. Um, that my, <laughs> yeah, my mom kind of dropped me off. And, and also keeping in mind that Canada, I think probably in terms of turtle popularity, probably lagged behind by about a year or two. Um, because usually, yeah, if, if anything, products will, will launch in the States and then move their way up, um, especially at that time. Uh, so I think that that was like even even like an earlier peak you know, up here. I mean, it may have already been like super big in 88, 89 down south. But so like uh, summer 1990, my mom kind of took me over to, you know, a neighbor's house and they were all playing toys in the backyard and, you know, in a sandbox. And I was like, what are, what are these things? And, you know, totally blew my mind it was the toys that was like right away and the package art you know i think it was like later that day that my dad and i went down to like the hardware store with rolled <laughs> coins and i bought my first donatello and oh nice you know, then you <laughs> have the, you know, the, the, the birthday party and everybody brings you a turtle and it's like what everybody here brought me the same thing and when you're five that blows your <laughs> mind and <laughs> it's just like not the same exact figure but they're all to turtle toys and oh yeah like, whoa you know, and then the toy boxes, the turtle box, no matter how many Batmans are in there or whatever, you know, like it, <laughs> it, uh, it was just like anybody, you know, but I like in terms of that nostalgic 
obviously a little history of, of you know being a kid and growing up with that but um for me i just tell i hold on to those things a lot i mean you should see my my basement full of toys here it's like <laughs> I, I i really yeah no i really enjoy uh you know those products that were available and and i, I look back at that fondly so it was definitely yeah it was the toys and, and I, I probably saw the cartoon you know about half a dozen times probably as a kid i got that often and the movie was huge and you know the the subsequent the second third movie so it was you know i was right there you know in the in the thick of it when it was you know going gangbusters back then so <laughs> right definitely carried that forward so 1990 that's when the the first film came out did you get to see that when you were a kid I don't, I think that that summer, ironically, uh, that ironically at that summer, I disappeared to Europe with my family for like three months. Oh, wow. And it was like, I think we actually have the newspaper. My mom found the newspaper from the month that we left. And it actually said, you know, digital's one hanging over for a second week or something in the, in the local theater. And, I was like, oh, wow, so that's why I didn't see that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we literally weren't even here. So yeah. <laughs> it was totally missed that. But I do, I uh, specifically remember seeing the third one in theater. I don't know if I saw the second one here. So uh, I know you had mentioned the 2007 CGI movie getting you kind of back into the series, and that's sort of where I was too. Um, is the 2007 CGI movie your favorite one? And uh, if so, why is that? Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I do enjoy the CG movie, um, but I, nothing beats the first the first turtle movie for me. The yeah. the, the first yeah, you know, the Jim Henson puppets and everything. I really do like what um, Galen Walker and Tom Gray and and uh, um, Kevin Monroe did with um, the CG movie uh, a lot. Like it was it was a it was a more grown up story and it was a great continuation and and. Uh, like Peter says a lot in his interviews as well, is, is, you know, it was a really the first time that, you know, he himself and many others could, could really see what could be done with the turtles in CG for the first time. And it's kind of cool that that even happened, if you think about it, in terms of mm-hmm. what else was going on uh, in, in CG world uh, in the mid 2000s, um, 2007, around there. So it was kind of great that they had that opportunity to, to explore that movie. Um, and, and I think that, uh, that yeah, they did, they did a great job. But, I, I mean, sorry, that, that beats the first one for me at that time. So. <laughs> I have to agree with you there. Yeah, same here. I mean, it was like the perfect blend of the comics and, you know, the, the it still had the humor of the, the TV show. I mean, the first one, that the first film is the first one I ever saw. Actually, it was the first movie I ever saw as a kid, and it just stands out. And I'll never forget, I was in the movie theater. I was probably about four or five at the time, and... It was the scene where the apartments uh, burned down, and and I th- I thought that the turtles were still in there for some reason. <laughs> so I started crying. I was like, "They're burning!" <laughs> so I, I yeah. never I'll never forget that. And my mom she had to kind of reassure me the turtles were okay. And of course, next scene they were fine. But but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have to agree with you because I've watched it you know several years after that, and and I've watched it probably dozens of times you know since it came out and. It to me it holds up better than all the others, except for maybe you know the 2007 film, like you mentioned. Uh, it's a phenomenal film in my opinion. So uh, l- let me ask you this: uh, I really want to talk about your chasing turtles video blog that you that you all put on your <laughs> website. I love that, man. I, I I didn't get to watch every single one of them, but I came close, man. I got to like episode 17, something like that. <laughs> uh, 
you know, like, soon as soon as we had done exchanging emails and everything, I was like, okay, I got to get on this. And I was hooked, man. Like, there's so many questions I have based on this, just from a fan's perspective. And I don't know how much you sure. can give away, but, you know, I just wanted to ask you, first of all, you know, we'll start with the basics. You know, what was it like for you as a fan meeting Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird and even staying in Kevin Eastman's house, from what I understand? So what was that, <laughs> what was that like? Um. It's one of those, like, you know, way too, you know, you can't even, words can't even describe on so many levels because one of the things that was so profound throughout the entire process of this five-year journey was that every step of the way, like every person we met, it was like, you know, another awesome person on top of another awesome person. <laughs> it's like, everybody's just awesome. It's just like, why is everybody awesome? It's like positive. <laughs> um, it was just, it was just so great. I mean, I truly mean that because every every time you turned around, you'd think that, oh, you know, you're just getting just another interview with, with just a, a person who maybe didn't have a huge part to play. But, mm-hmm. but in their own right, they had an amazing part to play and they had amazing stories and they were just so happy to share those experiences. Not the least of which, of course, you know, Kevin and Peter, I mean, they, you know, we can't thank them enough. Like they were an amazing support, amazing support, and still continue to be an amazing support all the way through the process, and both of them. And they, the very, very beginning of the process was early 2009. We had arranged to go down to uh, the New York Comic Con, and it was just actually going to be me and uh, another guy who was actually my cousin who also works in the film television business, and he like my the, my partners in the in the documentary weren't actually able to go for whatever reason, and they they had arranged like Randall and I had arranged some interviews at Mirage, so we knew we were going to get Peter, uh, we knew we were going to get a couple of the guys at Mirage, and that was going to be kind of the backbone of the film, and we really just intended to set out and make a fan film. Like we were really not expecting to get much more than maybe Kevin and Peter, maybe a few other people, and then principally shoot fans and. Right away, like I walked onto that floor. The, at that point in 2009, you were still able to, with the press badges, you were still able to get onto the floor um, before the doors open. Uh, you can't do that in, in all comic cons anymore. Yeah. But, um, but uh, I, I walk in at the first, you know, the opening day or whatever, and I've got this like bright white Ninja Turtle T-shirt on, and I've got like a big camera bag strapped to my shoulder, and I'm like marching straight down this wide open aisle nobody else is there it's just people setting up desks and i knew kevin was going to be there because he had heavy metal booth to be there so i just you know okay here we go and you know march right up to his booth and he saw me coming like a mile away and <laughs> he's like you know as and anybody who's met kevin knows he's the most gracious kind nice dude on the planet so that's awesome he's like you know hey how's the you know, how's it going? Obviously you're coming up to say hi. Uh, and I was like, Hey dude, um, I'm doing a film about you. Do you want to be in it? Um, and, and he's like, all right, sure. Um, and then by, you know, by the end of the, the, the couple of days or the weekend, I guess, by the end of the con discussed it many times, we'd gone out for a beer and we sat down and said, okay, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what our intentions are. Uh, and, you know, on the way back home, we I, I stopped and did the master interview with, with Peter. We subsequently did other interviews with Peter. You know, we'd go down every every few years and uh, do something else. And and then by, so that was February, and by March, yeah, we flew out to California for the first time and did the uh, 
did the first run of interviews out there with, with Kevin. And yeah, he had this, this uh, house he was selling up in Mulholland Drive, like right in the, the middle of the Hollywood Hills, like, you know, gated community, mm-hmm. you know, 90210. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm selling this house. You can just kind of stay here. Um, and, wow. and we're like, oh, okay. And we did. So the funny thing was, there was no, there was no furniture there. So we went to Walmart and bought inflatable mattresses. And <laughs> and there was a really awesome fan that we knew in town, Stephen Reese, who uh, we had shot some stuff at his house. And he like brought us some folding lawn chairs uh, to sit on. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was actually one of those experiences where you're like, man, this is amazing, but I'd really like to sit down on something. <laughs> and uh, and like we would just go sit in the car because it would have stuffed feet. <laughs> which we, which is all we had. So it was it was just incredible because you know you know every single day of that process and every time we would go do trips like this, you know it was so unexpected. You know what's next? You know and we we you know the whole voice cast showed up on that first trip and it was like wow this is real like this is where the snowball started rolling downhill and it just kept going and going and going. You know, yeah, we got all of them. You know, James Avery showed up and. And, uh, you know, then we would do Henson the next day. And they're like, oh, my God, we're in Jim Henson Studios. And, you know. Yeah, what was that like? You know, going back to the voice actors, and that, that, that was, I think, the first video I had seen. And fans, uh, if you've not seen this blog, it's amazing. Uh, and if you want to get a kind of a good sneak peek, uh, it, it's really good. It's called Chasing Turtles. It's on their uh, Turtle Doc website. And uh, one of the first ones I saw was the voice actors, and they, all of them were there. Townsend Coleman, uh, uh, the late, great James Avery, and uh, Renee Jacobs. I mean, just, just all of them were there. Uh, and, you know, what was that like for you, you know, just seeing them? I mean, was there a certain personality that stood out to you? Because we've, uh, we've had Pat Fraley on the show, and, boy, what a personality he had. It was such <laughs> awesome. Way. You're not kidding, man. Now, that guy is uh, he's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's uh, – even going previous to that, uh, for me, it was when um, when I was setting those up because I tracked them all down. And, and you know, I re- sometimes the, a lot of fun in documentary filmmaking is the detective work, is finding <laughs> the people. And at, every time I would get another one, I'm like, woohoo, yeah. And, and the, cool, the, the, the coolest part of that process was hearing them on the phone, right, for the first time. And, uh, and when, when they'd be on the phone, they'd be like, oh, my God, this is... This is Craig. That's, that's April. That's what <laughs> April O'Neil. This is what that's what she sounds like, um, you know. And 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 or Barry Gordon sounds so much like Donatello in his real voice that you're like, oh my god, I'm so, I'm on the phone with Donatello right now. This is so cool, <laughs> you know. Like it it kind of you kind of almost didn't realize that, mm. uh, you know. That <laughs> hey, this is a real person. Uh, it's not really a cartoon <laughs> character. Um, and uh yeah so that even that was like the beginning of of the of that experience and then sure enough as, as they all show up you know they're just all amazing uh, actors and 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 people and like you know they were very appreciative i think of that of that experience for themselves even because i think at the time that was probably the first time they had all kind of been together in like uh 15 years or so right yeah, wow. like, I'd say so. They hadn't really all come together like that up until then. Since then, I think they've done it a couple of times, but that was like the first time for a long time. Yeah, it, it was really kind of special. You see in that uh, uh, Chasing Turtles blog, uh, James Avery's coming up, and everyone's just clapping for him and everything. I mean, it's, it's kind of a sweet moment, you know, and and uh, that that one, just that, that particular scene really stood out to me. You, got, you also got to meet um, the writer for the first film, correct? 
Um, one of the one of the writers. Um, the the history of the first film is an interesting one because of the fact that it's and you'll have to see the doc to get some of the finer details. The writer of the first film, um, we met um, Bobby Herbeck. We did an interview with Bobby Herbeck. He actually, technically speaking, would be the first story writer. Um, mm-hmm. Later, the script would have been rewritten by Todd um, Langdon and uh, the director, Steve um, Barron. Uh, so, so yeah, we did, we did do a, an interview with him, um, which is part of the backbone of the, the kind of the early process of that movie getting made because, you know, interestingly enough, many of the steps along the history of the turtles, the awesome thing about those stories is they almost didn't happen. The, the, the toys almost didn't happen. The cartoon almost didn't happen. The, the movie almost didn't happen. So there's some great history, uh, in there. When you look at the first of everything, which is what our fo- our film very much focuses on, is it, it focuses on in the first cartoon, the first comics, obviously, first toys, um, and the first film, uh, which I think is an important thing to to really focus on. Also, because there really has never been anything done about that first movie. There really isn't right. any behind the scenes um, ever made for that film. So. Right. Speaking of that first film, uh, you also kind of interviewed my favorite April, uh, uh, Judith Hogue. Uh, how, what was she like? She was an absolute sweetheart. I, I got to, you know, here again, like I said, everybody was awesome. And, and you know, without exception. And, and Judith was, you know, super accommodating. And, and I, I had, you know, it was a really awesome experience even getting down there and seeing her because she was shooting another show down in um, uh, Nashville. And a show called Nashville. Uh, so, <laughs> very interesting person, very interesting actor. Uh, and yeah, like we, we got to, we got her in terms of the, the live action cast, we did get her and we did get, to, um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Michael Turney, uh, who played Danny. Oh, who no surprisingly way. Looked, he, he surprisingly looked exactly the same. <laughs> I was like, wow, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> and actually, neither is, is Judith. Judith is, you know, she's very, you know, she's still a very beautiful, beautiful woman. Everybody was super awesome, and um, and like I said, it's so cool to see them like look like they did when they walked out of, out of off that set like twenty some years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Judith Hogue. I mean, she she was my favorite April O'Neil of all the actresses that have played her so far. And uh, you know, it was just kind of cool because I don't think I've ever seen her do an interview about the turtles before. So that's another reason this documentary is going to be awesome. But I think I think that goes uh, just as a side. I think that that actually it goes along with almost. Like many of the people, like I, I'd say a good chunk of the people other than Kevin and Peter and, and some of the guys at Mirage, most of the people really have never done PR for this franchise like this. They've really, you know, it was their, the first opportunity for a lot of them to really tell their story, like, uh, like the producers and the directors and the writers and, and the artists behind you know, like we, you know, Kevin Clash, even, you know, I don't know if he's ever done a, an interview about Splinter, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> probably done a bazillion interviews about being Elmo, but, um, you know, never did to do something about Splinter. Um, and, you know, like Brian, it was even expressed by, you know, Brian Henson that, you know, he really wanted to talk about it because right. it was a very important step in the evolution and history of, of uh, that company and of um, animatronics in general, uh, you know, so that he, he, he was very excited to tell that story as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, I, I got to, you know, ask you this question. Do you ever get kind of the butterflies, you know, meeting these people for the first time? Yes, uh, of course. But at the same time, <laughs> the, the, the key is 
with this, what we found is that you come in, you do a good job, you know, as best you can, and and you just you you have to be a nice people. And, right. and we're Canadian. We're Canadian, so it's not really that hard. Uh, <laughs> all, all Canadians I kid, are friendly. I kid. I kid. Uh, but true, we are. We are super friendly. Uh, and so we we just come in and and we we we're nice people and we try our best and and do our best and we don't bring you know as much as I am a fan it, you know it, you have to come there and not be the fan you have to be professional yeah. and and um, that's a it's a fine line to to walk but in a way I. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to have done that because right. I think it, for me anyway, to be totally, you know, selfish about the process is um, it was a huge, huge honor mm-hmm. to be able to meet those people under that context, right? Within that context of, of I'm here to, to tell your story. I'm not just here as a fan, which was super, super amazing. It's, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned about, you know, sometimes things not happening and, I happened to uh, pick up an original copy of the fourth comic, I think it was, and um, in the front and in the back of the comics, there's usually like a letter from uh, Peter Laird, or I I think this particular one was Peter Laird, and they kind of talk about what was happening at the time, and it's so cool, like you feel like you can go back in time, and like, you know, they're talking about, oh, we might have this toy line coming out through Playmates, it's just like, (laughs) it's so cool to be able to read that. Uh, have Have you seen any of those? Um. Well, in the, yeah, I mean, I have read them as I read all the, the comics. I would, uh, yeah, like you, I would pick up on those, those cool moments. Like you say, it's like a time capsule. And I, and I love that. And, and even to add to that, which is great from a, a filmmaker's perspective, just a godsend, I, I got to say, that Peter bought a camera in the mid-'80s. Um, so you got to figure that's very early days of, of home video cameras. And... Um, he bought a camera right after the comics was kind of getting going, like like right right before like say guys like Ryan Brown were, were moving down and and they were you know really starting to draw full time as a studio. So this is pre toy line. So Peter filmed everything, and so there are <laughs> like without giving too much away, like there are there are elements of like the toy deal, um, both at Playmate offices and at home where it's literally he would leave the, the camera as a fly on the wall. <laughs> so those moments are quite literally, truly time capsules of, of what that was like to do, to make those deals. Right. And to, to, uh, to discuss what those, uh, the toys might look like, what the stories might be for the cartoon. You gotta, you gotta figure that at the time, they didn't know that it was going to look like and sound like and, and be like, the cartoon eventually was right right <laughs> um it's actually some of the the most exciting elements for me to tell you know the fans is to show the fans is these elements that we didn't even see coming which is why i, I still say there are elements in this doc that even the hardest for turtle fan will not know about which wow. is which is really cool because this is history that we that, that just came up through the different people we interviewed that nobody even knew existed so like that, like especially around the toy toys of history, like that, because they, um, you know, they were going to go very different directions. They were very, very bizarre, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, options on the table. But you have to kind of, you know, if you look at the creative process, you know, you you, you blow it out, you you try a whole bunch of different ideas, and you and you see what sticks, right? Right. And um, so yeah, there is there's some amazing time capsule moments uh, in this film, which we're super excited about. 
Wow, I, I can't wait to see it, man. <laughs> I, I just can't wait. From a, from a fan's perspective, it's this is anything a turtle fan could ever want. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys in the filmmaking process right now? Are you still filming? Are you editing? Um, no, actually, um, everything is is done. Um, the uh, you know done and delivered behind the field, and uh, we uh, we finished up the last. Well, I shouldn't say that. We, there are there are final deliveries and stuff like that. We're still doing so the business side of it. But uh, uh, we are uh, extremely fortunate to, to line up with uh, Paramount. And, um, yeah, so they, it, it's all in their hands now. And it's, uh, So, yeah, like I say, we're, 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 done the, we're done this part. But I'm sure there's more to come. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just seeing the, the outpour from the fans and stuff, how much they're going to love this thing. Just get ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, we, and we really look forward to they're they're experiencing it and we really look forward to their reactions and, and we hope that um we look forward to the possibility of being able to share you know the other stuff that we that didn't make the cut you know there's a lot of stuff there so we hope that that sees the light of day as well oh that's awesome you, you know let, let me ask you this i know this is probably going to be a really hard question for you but is there one if you could pick one particular moment from the entire filming process that really stands out to you you know filming turtle power what do you think it would be yeah, again, it's like you just said, it's it's a super tough question to answer because it really kind of harkens right back to, uh, like I said before, um, it's just the experience of the, how surprised we were by how amazing everybody was. It was the, the opportunity to get right. to know these people. Um, and like I say, even, you know, from the obvious, you know, the Kevin and Peters and the, and the directors and the actors and the voice cast right down to, like, designers and and uh you know sculptors and writers and you know everybody behind the scenes like mm-hmm. it's hard to even pinpoint like any one high point i mean if i was going to say like from a fanboy perspective like an experience that happened during it and, and cho- choose one um i would probably say during the shooting of we were shoot we were we filmed at a lot of events um one of which was uh a, a tribeca uh, film festival in New York and they did, I think that was 2009 and they did a outdoor screening of the first movie on a big, like kind of inflatable drive-in theater, um, on the <laughs> waterfront, uh, in Manhattan, like right down the, like right across wow. the street from like from ground wow. zero and, um, really right out, right out there on the, on the lake or on the ocean. And, um, and I got to sit down and watch, well, we only watched about half of it, but I watched it sitting between Kevin Eastman and Steve Barron. And <laughs> oh, there was man. the director of the movie and the co-creator of the franchise and be able to turn to them and go, so when we're shooting this scene, <laughs> what, <were you, laughs> what were you thinking? And that to me for like those, those brief moments was, I mean, obviously it never shows up in film, but it's like, that was the biggest, that was probably the, the, one of the higher points. Like, oh my God, this is where I am right now. That's so cool that you finally got to see it on the big screen, the first yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and subsequently, I think I got there was a, a one of those indie theaters playing a 35 mil print. I, of course, I went to go see that too. <laughs> yeah, because because it was like uh, that was another that was another time altogether. But yeah, it's definitely cool, and you get a chance to see it on a, on a print. Well, I think I think that experience kind of makes up for not seeing it as a kid. No, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Which is cool because I mean we also we had already interviewed Steve Barron, but we did it remotely. We actually had somebody else shoot it in the UK where he lived, and I did the interview over Skype, and then somebody else shot it there, and then um, 
sent us a tape. And so that's, uh, to, to meet him subsequently after that was really cool because it was like, it felt like we'd already done the interview. So we're just, you know, Hey, how's it going? Um, right. <laughs> and, uh, and that was super cool. So, you know, let me ask you this, you know, what, what do you think, you know, now that you've seen it, you know, or now that it's about finished, what do you think the whole message of Turtle Power is? You know, what's the theme of this documentary in your opinion? Um, again, it's going to be hard for me not to give too much away, but it really is like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll borrow some quotes from the doc. You know, it's, it's a story about two guys who had a dream, right? And, and they took that dream and, and they ran with it when they had, you know, nothing else going on right and and they just they, they they gave it their all and you know it was it was you know another quote it was lightning in a jar right it you can't you can't do it on purpose but you got to follow your dreams and you run with them and it's about the ups and downs uh you know and 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 the benefits and the rewards and the good times and the bad times of of what that's like to experience those, those dreams coming to fruition and and truly what the, the, the heart of the film, the core of the film is about, is about these, these two guys and, and, and what, what it was like for them all the way through. You gotta remember, they, they maintained control the whole time, right? They owned, they owned that property, which is so unheard of, um, for, yeah, for, for, you know, 20, 25 plus years until, uh, Peter sold them. And, um, and, and and I think I think you know he was it was a, it was the right time for him too. Like I said, it's like uh, it was a, it was a, it truly is about time. It's about them. The the last thing we want to ask you is how can uh, you know the the fans and everything? How can they stay up to date with everything Turtle Power? You know, and and how can uh... and how do we get it on release day? Right. Well, um, it's uh, like I say uh, the the best way to keep to keep. Uh, abreast of what's going on with the, with the release of the film and, and everything around it is to go to the Facebook um, and just search Turtle Power. Um, I'm pretty sure that'll bring it up, Turtle Power Documentary. Uh, TurtleDoc.com is, is our base website. Um, the, uh, the, the documentary will come out on DVD on August 12th, um, and I, uh, I'm sure it'll probably get every uh, you know, Walmart and H&B or, or whatever kind of store. Sell DVDs around the, around North America or the world. I'm not even sure how far it will go. Um, right now, you can pre-order it off of Amazon. You can buy it HD download as well uh, uh, on the release date. So if you just search it on Amazon for the Power Documentary, you'll also find it there uh, where you can pre-order it now and save a few bucks if you want. Awesome. All right. Well, I got to ask you one more question. A question I think everybody wants to know: What is your favorite type of pizza? <laughs> Hawaiian. Nice. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. That's that's mine too. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> yeah. Much of my wife doesn't like it. I love Hawaiian. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You know, as a kid, I was like, "Yeah, that doesn't look good." But you now, you know, don't knock it till you try it. I totally, I totally agree with you. I, I was like, "What pineapple? No, that's gross." But then I was like, "I'm like, no, what? No, this is actually genius." <laughs> well, uh, well, Isaac, thank you so much for for doing this uh, interview with us, dude. We are, I, I know Josh feels the same way. We are so excited to see this thing. I know, I literally. Just found out about the documentary uh, on Facebook about three weeks ago, and I, I wanted to reach out to you guys right away because I was like, this is pretty special. And uh, it's just a fan's uh, dream come true, Doc, and I can't wait to see it, man. Right. No, I really appreciate it. No, we, we all really appreciate your support and the interest in it. Uh, we're super excited to share it with you guys. It's going to be amazing. It's a long time coming. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, hey, anytime you want to come back on the show, you know, if you if you want to put up with Josh, I mean, I'm the cool <laughs> one, but you know, Josh. take off, Rob. You're the one who's rambling, <laughs> rambling, Rob. No way, yeah, I am not. <laughs> sure, let's do it. Let's do a follow up after the DVD day. Uh, oh, that'd that be awesome. Great. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Sure, drop me a line. All right, well, well, thank you so much, Isaac. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for your time. Thank we you. really appreciate it. See you guys. Thank Cowabunga, you. dude. Cowabunga. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> worthy, worthy. Yeah, 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 you're worthy. Come on, man. You're embarrassing me. <laughs>